Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Black Dog Sports Podcast. We are having another From the Dog's Mouth with former leader of the D-Block, Dale Juan Robinson. Now, normally I go around all the different guys and see where their minds are at, but we've kind of already did that for the McCray Show. So I am going to hand things off to Mr. Jeremiah Short, my close personal friend, to go ahead and take over this interview. Jeremy, what's up? No, man, I just want to introduce Dale Juan Robinson's Rob, I say Robinson, so I'm messing up. But uh, he has the distinction right now of being the highest-rated player to ever come to Mississippi State, uh, to ever commit and sign with Mississippi State, according to 247.com. So I um, just want to introduce him to the people. And um, one, um just tell us how you're feeling, man. Well, feeling pretty good right now, just honored to be a guest uh, among these uh, great uh, journalists right here. <laughs> um, just, uh, just trying to stay safe and uh, just uh, enjoy my time with my family right now. So, uh, first I'm going to start, how does it feel to have that distinction to be the highest rated player to ever come to Mississippi State? Uh, it feels good in a way, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, it's just like any other sports ranking, man. It's just some uh, stars or some numbers on a sheet of paper, man. If you don't produce, uh, you get labeled as a bust, uh, overrated or whatnot. And uh, so, uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, as a personal, uh, uh, as a personal note, I, I feel good about it. But at the end of the day, but did I really produce? Or was I labeled a bust? Or did I live up to the hype? And as an athlete, that's uh, always in the back of your mind. Did you live up to the hype? Uh, was I considered a bust or whatnot? But at the end of the day, did I go out and do my very best? And I think I did. All right. So, let's talk about that time, just coming to Mississippi State. You kind of got delayed by a year. So just talk about that process that the people that don't know that you kind of took. I mean, since you came in with me and AJ, we both, all of us came in in 03, that process of having to take a full year off before getting to play uh, football. Well, yeah, I originally signed at Mississippi State. Uh, I was class of 2002. Uh, I had a minor setback. I had open heart surgery. Uh, you know, and honestly, guys, it, it, it was, uh, I, I was labeled to never play football again. Uh, you know, going to sit out a year and uh, being able to go back and to be able to compete and uh, actually play college football and, uh, and uh, not only college football, but, but to be able to, uh, you know, play in a, on the national football level, it was a blessing. And uh, it was a tough time, actually, because, you know, I went from being a high school, a uh, pretty good player from high school, then, uh, you know, they, they're, they're telling me I never better play football again. And, uh, you know, that was just uh, for me personally, uh, just to be able to, to play again was a, a big accomplishment for me. So talk about being able to get out there in that field first. It's kind of kind of crazy how you went from being um, in high school, I guess you were labeled as a linebacker. I don't know what y'all schematics were for the team. It seems like you were a pretty big linebacker, but how did it go from when you were a linebacker in high school and you come to college and now you're playing, you're a strong side. 290 pounds strong side defense man. Well, y- y'all know in high school, man, uh, you know, you just put your, your so-called best athlete athletes in the place to make plays. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was fortunate enough, I was a big guy, I could run, I could move. But uh, honestly, I was a defensive lineman from day one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, the coach let me uh, kind of have free reins and let me run around, do what I wanted to do. Uh, but, man, I knew it was a short, long, a short-term uh, <laughs> linebacker because, like, the first day at Mississippi State, uh, I was in the linebacker's room uh, early that morning, and about time the second practice rolled around, I was in there with the defensive lineman. But how big were you at that time when you was in the linebacker room? Man, I was about 
uh, I was I was like I was still about two ninety, and uh, but you know when they recruit you, when, they, when, when you being recruited, they're gonna tell you everything you want to hear. Uh, hey, you gonna play? You gonna play this? You gonna play that? Because they got the killer kid that to get them there, and and, and uh, I will give them this. They lived up. They gave they gave me their word. They said they're gonna give me a shot. Hey, that morning I was in the linebacker room. That evening I was in the defense line room. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and they give you that spiel. Hey, look, this was best for the team, and we also believe this was best for your future. Uh, you know, for you to be able to put your hand in the dirt. And honestly, that was the best thing for me ever to do to put my hand in the dirt. You know. Now, did you kind of look around while you was in the linebacker room? I think at that time, what was it, Marvin Burris on? He was pretty stout, two forty. And then I'm trying to remember who I was at linebacker around that time. But the guys weren't no bigger than two thirty, two forty. And you looking around like, man, what I'm doing here? Uh, Bird, Bird was the biggest backer, uh, considered a BD, uh, Brandon Downing, but, you know, he had some uh, medical issues going on. Those two guys were the bigger linebackers, or what we call the Mike linebackers. Of course, you guys know what a Mike backer is. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, man, uh, like I said, I knew I wasn't going to play backer, uh, but they had to sell me on it. They had the so-called, hey, look, we, we did give you the opportunity. Like I said, they, that was just one meeting, you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, uh, there was no way. And Bird, and Bird eventually moved to defense line before he transferred out. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know, anytime you get a back for more than two forty, he got to be rolling, or he got to be very unique to, uh, to, to play that heavy standing up. So just talk about that first year being able to like a year off of like not being able to. How long did it take before you could do any type of football activities um, after the surgery? Well, I had the surgery August the sixth, uh, two thousand two. Uh, August the 6th, 2003, I was in training camp. Uh, and uh, during the summer workouts, I was very nervous, very timid. Uh, I haven't been lifting weights or anything of that nature. Uh, I, I remember this very vividly. Uh, the first time, like, we was in the, weight, in, the, in the weight room, you know, you get broke up by positions. You know, all the demons lining over here or whatnot. So, uh, man, I'm in there, first time in the weight room. And I think it was like me, uh, Derek Hampton, uh, Corey Clark, uh, just more freshmen, right? And uh, so the first set, you know, they put like 225 on the bar. I'm like, I'll bet, you know. So, you know, first set rolled around, I think like 17. You know, I hit my 10. And so the next set rolled around, you know, I'm thinking they're going to put a 10 or a 5 on there, you know, go from 225 to 35. You know, a guy like Corey Clark, and, you know, hey, he said, hey, put a cord on there. I was like, put a cord on there? Like, man, that's 275, you know, for, you know, for reps of 10. So Big Corey put a cord on there, and they knocked it out. i like, no, I'm going to stay at that 225 because, you know, Coach said take it easy. So in the third set, he said, he said, hey, look, hey, put another Cadillac on there. I was like, put a Cadillac on there? Hey, we maxing out? What are we doing? So, you know, they went for 315 for 10 reps. I said, I think I called home at night. I told my older brother, I said, hey, I ain't going to make it. <laughs> you know, I said, I ain't going to make it. You know, I, I actually wind up – Going with the linebackers and some DBs just to finish my reps out because I couldn't I couldn't hang with those guys in the weight room. I have never been a weight room guy, uh, so I, I, I during the summer I was like, I'm not gonna make it. I'm not strong as these guys. Well, people probably uh, I guess why gonna be watching this? They probably don't understand that Corey Clark. Then y'all both come in at the same time, so he was a freshman doing all that. So oh, uh, ain't no doubt about it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, at the time, you know, we were freshmen, so I was in the group of freshmen. But you had guys like Ronald Fields, Tommy Kelly, that was upperclassmen. And needless to say, both of those guys went on to play, uh, you know, have successful NFL careers. And uh, and I was like, okay, I can't even do, you know, 275 for 10 reps. 
ain't no way I'm going to be able to play with these guys. So, you know, uh, my whole mentality was, uh, was, was off my freshman year. Uh, but all that changed when we put the pads on. Because at the end of the day, you can be a, what we call a weight room guy or a combine guy. You can run fast. You can jump high and lift all the weights. But at the end of the day, what you're going to do, you can put the head gear on. And, I, and that's where, that's where I, I had the advantage over some guys. You know, I was just a football player. You mm-hmm. was country strong. Yeah, you can call it that or what you want to call it, but you know it's a, it's the survival of the fittest out there, and it's the mentality. And uh, as you say, country strong. I'm the youngest out of four boys. I grew up poor dirt, so hard work was nothing for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's fast forward a little bit through. I guess that that first year. I mean, probably one of the most fun years as far as winning wise. So talk about like Coach Cheryl getting fired and how. I mean, and since he was your coach for two years, not just one, because you went through that whole process for a year, like, what did y'all think when y'all heard the news? Did y'all knew it was something that was not fired? I think he retired or something to that effect. Well, he, he resigned, but, uh, you know, they, they pretty much told him, hey, look, you know, guys of that nature that been to a, been at a school for more than a decade, they're going to try to do them right. They're going to give them an opportunity to walk out the door with a sense of pride or whatnot, as in resign or whatnot. But the real reason, uh, you know, from my point of view, and I'll say this, and I, and I think it's publicly known, uh, Coach Sher had a lot of uh, allegations, uh, you know, so say, uh, uh, hearsay, what was going on and whatnot. And uh, he actually uh, just here recently won a lawsuit mm-hmm. against uh, NC2A or whatnot. So, uh, you know, he, he, he resigned or whatnot. But uh, to answer your question, man, uh, when a guy recruits you, uh, you tell you, hey, look, you're going to be playing for me or whatnot, you know, when he tell you he ain't going to be there no more, first thing come to your mind, shit, man, I came here because of you, you know, and now you're going. A lot of guys are jump ship, and you see that now, more days with this so-called transfer portal or whatnot, it, it's nothing for a kid to, oh, hey, I'm out of here. And they doing it now. Uh, week one, middle of the season, last day, you know, they they getting out of there. They're, they're not wasting time. Back when I was coming through, you know, you had to fear, oh, man, I got to sit out a year. And and, and 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 that kept guys there. They like, well, I don't want to lose a year. I don't want to burn a, burn a year, uh, you know, because I'm on the clock. You know, but nowadays, it's nothing for a kid to transfer. Uh, but it was very tough because, you know, when, when a new coach come in, you got to prove yourself all over again. And let's be honest. Uh, some guys come in on a coach. He can do no. He can do no wrong. He gonna play regardless whether he's good or not. And so a guy like me uh, that has found favor in these coaches, I'm like, damn. Now I gotta prove myself all over again. Uh, so uh, coaching change is big for a program because a lot of kids are afraid that they're gonna lose whatever uh, connection they had or, or little mm-hmm. uh, spot they had or whatnot. So Coach um, Crum gets hired, and of course he gets hired. First, I'm going to ask you, like, what was your initial impression of him? And then there's a story I heard about when he first came in. Um, even when I was on campus, they said Kroon first came in. He said um, a lot of y'all came in on package deals, and I'm going to package some of y'all bleep on out of here. So there first, <laughs> I don't know how true that yeah, is. I, I, I'll say this. Uh, Kroon, first, when I heard he was getting hired, I was excited. But one, because he was African-American. And in high school, I played for a black coach. And so I was like, well, man, hey, look, I, I feel good about this hire. And uh, But Kroon came in with a no-nonsense deal. Uh, you know, it's very, uh, it's very known that he was a guy that uh, he do it the old school way. Uh, he did not uh, – 
he didn't like the flashes of stuff or whatnot. Uh, I, I think he was a fan of the, of the Russell brand when they bring the, when we wrote Russell for a couple of years or whatnot. He he was a plain Jane type of guy. Uh, you know, Croon was a, a hardcore guy. Uh, honestly, uh, I respect him as a man. I, 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 you know, he taught me a lot. But as a football coach, uh, I beg to differ on the things that he did. You know what I mean? Uh, but as a man, I, I, I really respect him. Uh, he taught me a lot. But as a football coach, you know, I have some questions, questionable things that he did or whatnot. Um, I don't know if anybody else want to add anything. I know the next question I was going to ask about some of the things I guess you kind of alluded to. One of the most, I'm going to say, controversial things he did. When he first came in, there was a lot of guys that were kicked off the team. You talk about Bird had his issues with him. You, Nick Turner, that pool, just, I mean, uh, several. Donovan Davis, a good friend of mine. Uh, several holler rated guys. Can you just tell us what was going on with that? That Not the guys getting kicked off the team. You're talking about highly rated, highly decorated players from. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to speak on anybody else's situation. I will say this. Uh, 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 Sylvester Croom, I believe he only really kicked off one or two players. Everybody else uh, left on their own, as in he ran mm -hmm. them off, as in, hey, look, this is the way we're going to do it. You can't do it this way. Hey, there go the door. Uh, so everybody's situation was different. Uh, remember what I told you, when a new, a new coach come in, uh, you know, you got to prove yourself over or, you know, with me coming in, you know, uh, if a guy didn't recruit you, like I said, like, for example, uh, I stay out of these type of conversations, but uh, Nick uh, Fitzgerald, the quarterback, could do no wrong in Moorhead eyes, it seemed like, right? I'm so glad Ricardo met on this show right now. <laughs> oh, boy. So what I'm saying is uh, when, a, when, a, when a coach come in, he want his guys or he want guys to do it their way. And so uh, those guys left for whatever reasons. I'm not going to just get into a lot of those things. But, uh, you know, I'll say this. Uh, uh, they did not want to uh, – they didn't want to commit to the way that uh, uh, Coach Crum wants to go. All right. I don't know if anybody else got anything. I was going to go in a different direction unless I wanted to add some. Well, I was going to say, like, you know, what, what would you say were the two biggest differences in the way Coach Cheryl did things and the way Coach Crum did things? Uh, coach Cheryl was a player's coach. Uh, he told you what he wanted and how you, uh, he, he expected you to get it done. He was not going to babysit you. You know, if you did it, you did it. If you didn't, you didn't. Uh, coach Kroon, hey, look, this is the way we're going to do it. Even if I have to walk you to class, if, if even if I have to, uh, you know, assign somebody to you to do things or whatnot, uh, you know, he was a uh, hands-on type of guy. Coach Cheryl was like, hey, man, it's your choice. Get it done. Uh, some people knock him on that or whatnot. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, different coaches' philosophy or whatnot, uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll never say nothing bad about uh, uh, Coach Cheryl. You know what I mean? Was he a good coach? I think he was. Uh, did he lose reign? Oh, yep. got a little lag. You still there, one? All right, we ran into some technical difficulties, but uh, Dale won't go ahead and pick up where you left off. Well, I have no clue what we was talking about, what the question was. I was just really just <laughs> ranting on and whatnot. Uh, but so just proceed with another question. Well, I was right, asking so the two different between Cheryl and Chrome. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, well, yeah. So uh, what I was saying, basically, Coach Cheryl, he, he he was not a uh, you know he he was a guy actually to do something. <laughs> what the heck is that? 
Okay, Dale Warren. So I had a question you were saying about how um, you agree with a lot of the things that Kroon did as a man, but sometimes coaching-wise, there were some things that you disagreed on. Now, are you talking about things like, say, schematically when it came to, like, the West Coast offense and all that <laughs> type of all that type of jazz or what? <laughs> well, well, you got to think about it. He, 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 he was coming from the National Football League, and uh, he was asking uh, us to do things uh, – you know, run a pro-style offense or whatever he called it or whatnot. And uh, and as as everybody know, I mean, you got to do what your talent can do. Uh, you know, you got to adjust your scheme to the personnel you got. And I don't think he did a good job of that. At the end of the day, uh, I love Mike Hennon to death. I love, ah! I, I love, I love, I love, I love uh, Cal York. Uh, I love all these other guys that play quarterback. <laughs> I love Omar Corner, but at the end of the day, you got to do what your talent can do. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't think we did what our talent can do. You know what I mean? As far as offensively, you know what I mean? Defensively, I thought we had a pretty good group. I'm going to say that because I played defense. But with the defense we had, we should have been more than a three-win team. Okay, I agree I, with I you there because y'all had some offensive talent, a lot of offensive talent on that team that I feel kind of was wasted because he did not play to their strengths. Mm-hmm. So multiple NFL guys off them teams, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, your prime example is when we played Florida, uh, you know, you know, we had Omar starting at quarterback. And if you go back and if you break that film down, you know, it was 70% of the time he was in the gun, you know. Uh, so uh, for whatever reason, they say, hey, look, let's do st- – something he's used to. Let's do something that he's more comfortable with. And uh, at the end of the day, yeah, they rushed for a lot of yards with no wood that game, but they let Omar move around and they let him get on the edges and things and whatnot. Uh, they played to his strength or whatnot. Uh, you can't ask a guy like that to stand in the pocket or whatnot. I'm not saying he can't do it, but, you know, that's like, that's like asking me to stand up and play linebacker on the college level. I can't run with the guy down seam. I can't get vertical, you know, with the number three receiver. And he running, you know, <laughs> that's not going to happen on the college level. You know what I mean? So, uh, so anyway, I, I, don't, I, I don't think he adjusted to his, uh, to his talent, bottom line. Do, do you think that Mississippi State fans will never probably understand how good Omar was? Like, I'm from that area. I'm originally from Knoxville, and I know how good Omar was at the high school level. Do you think fans will probably never truly understand because he didn't get to play in a system that really fit his talents? Uh, no doubt about it. I played against Omar Cohen in high school. Uh, I can say this. I was one of the few guys that could go down there and beat them. Uh, Omar Cohen was one of the most talented guys i ever seen on the high school level and the college level. But the thing about it is we did not do what he does best, and that's move him around and let him make plays with his legs, not running him. I'm talking about simply moving the pocket with him, giving him more options, simple as that, because he's an athlete. You know what I mean? Uh, so, but uh, to me, uh, uh, I'm going to be in Omar Corner uh, regardless. Yeah, we homeboys, yeah. I'm talking about the football player, though. The kid was a football player. Mm-hmm. So, I don't mean to bring up some negative from that, that second year he was with uh, uh, at Mississippi State, but some fans often talk about from that year is the main game. Now, I know they don't bring it up for former players because people don't get mad, but how does y'all really feel after losing that game? Obviously, this is a little embarrassing, but at the same time, the main game. Look, 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 guys, I can tell you all this. I'm older now. I'm mature now. I can say this and, and be honest about it. 
we was not a very good football team, period. We, we were not a good football team. And so, therefore, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I can talk about the offense all day. But you think about it, they went on a, a two-minute drill to take the ball down the field and score. So that was on the defense. At the end of the, at the, end of the day, uh, you know, the offense go in and score, the ball hit the pylon, we get it back to them. Well, we say, hey, it should have been a touchdown, yada, yada, yada. At the end of the day, we was winning, and they went on a two-minute drive. Here they went down and scored. Uh, we was not a very good football team. So, uh, you know, so, you know, we talked about how good we were on defense. If we got four defensive linemen, we should go get the quarterback. If we got some good DBs, yeah, we ought to shut them down. Uh, we won a very good football team. So it's not a it, – it, it, it's a fact. It's not a, a low point or whatnot or embarrassing moment. We, we won a good football team. And that's why, uh, I mean, call me out on this if, 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 if you catch me in a lie. I don't come in on, on, on a lot of these uh, you know, topics that y'all have. I don't I don't I don't I don't criticize the players that is at Mississippi State now because we was awful. So therefore I'm not gonna go back. Uh, you know, I'll make comments as far as the game, but me criticizing the player, I have never did that. And please call me out if if y'all have saw me do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, Man, I, 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 I like that point of view, and that's that is why this is called from the dog's mouth. You hear from a dog's mouth, how he, how he addresses things. Yeah. So like I say, <laughs> but we, we wanted, we want a very good football team. Uh, you know, we have some good individual players, but uh, like I say, 11 across the board, offense, defense, we weren't very good. Well, I guess one unit that was really good was, the, I don't know, did you coin the term B-Block? When did you come up with that? Uh, no. I mean, that's been around, that's been around before I got there. Uh, you know, it was al- it was almost like initiation. You know, you had guys like Ronald Fields, uh, Tommy Kelly, and whatnot. Uh, you know, if we was gonna call ourselves, they had to get branded pretty much. You know, they they uh you know uh, had some little locker room scuffles in there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we took pride in it, though. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we was the best unit on the team, I mm-hmm. believe. And uh, you know, we 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 uh we uh we had to get you just can call yourself that. You know what I mean? So, do you think it's kind of crazy now? Obviously, the team's a little better now. So, obviously, a unit like your, yours it gets a little bit more shine now. Now that seeming from '09 to 2019, I even saw a post from Mississippi State's uh, webpage or Hale State. They call Mississippi State Beeline you now because of Fletcher Cox and Chris Jones and Preston Smith and McPhee, all them guys. So, it's kind of be proud that you see them guys kind of carrying on that legacy now. Man, those are good players. Uh, those kids can play. They can, they can, they can get after the quarterback. They can play. But I'll tell you this: I'm not knocking those guys. But if we played on a nine-win, eight-win team for consecutive years, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I believe I wouldn't have been an undrafted free agent. You know, I believe guys like uh, Willie Evans led the SEC in sacks. But you know why he really didn't get a lot of recognition or he didn't, uh, you know, um, get the pub or whatnot. Uh, he won a company guy, if you get my drill. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. But you, you can't tell me. So that's nothing new. Uh, like, say, Willie led the league in sacks one year. Uh, then you come back, you have guys like me and Powell, Michael Hurd, that plays solid. But we're on a three-win team. We're not going to get the recognition. You know, I can vividly remember – uh, playing Arkansas one year or Auburn one year, uh, you know, that we shut the run game down. But you're like, well, damn, how you set the run game down and they still put up 30-plus points? Well, if you're playing, you're going three and out on offense, three and out on offense, now the, the 
the the numbers on defense, we went from, you know, defense, you want to hold a team to 50 plays or less. Man, we getting 80 snaps on defense. I don't care who you got over there. You getting the team 80 snaps. They gonna they gonna drive the field. They gonna they gonna they gonna make productive plays. But that's your question. Uh, you know, the D, the D block has been a tradition at Mississippi State. Those kids play their butts off, and they wear reward. They dominating on Sundays now. And you know, hey, I, all I all I can say is I'm happy for them. You know what I mean? They getting paid, and they represent. So they they playing very well. Mm-hmm. AJ, you had a question. Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, I had a question. Um. Now, in the Black Dogs Matter group, we have a lot of fans who are from Starkville, Mississippi. And you talked about a lot of the um, players that, you know, you played with while you were at Mississippi State. You talked about um, Willie Evans and the things that he did and, you know, Birdsong and Hurd and the rest of those guys. And uh, Omar Connor, who I feel as though, I swear to God, I think that if he had played under Mullen, there's no telling what he would have did. But that's not even another. So... I want you to tell me about a particular Starkville native named Will Prosser and how would things have been different had they got the ball into his hands? If they got the ball in his hands? Yes, in Will Prosser's hands. Uh, well, I feel like this is a trap question. Uh, but listen, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, Will Prosser was a good player, and I'll tell you why. He knew the playbook, and he knew he knew what to do as in – on the, on the college level, believe it or not, guys get on the field because they know what to do. So if he can process that information, you got to go with the guy who know what he's doing. And I'm not saying nobody else didn't know, know what they're doing, but if they're going to run a – if they got a package or whatnot, if they got some uh, plays called, you can't play a guy if you don't know what they're doing or know what they're doing. If I'm not mistaken, Will went to private school, correct? Right, Starkville Academy, if I'm not mistaken. So, so uh, he was a beast at Starkville Academy too. Well, I'll say it is. That means he's a pretty, somewhat intelligent guy, correct? Uh, far yes. As, uh, so what I'm saying is, he knew what to do. He could line up. He could go play. As in, he know he 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 knew the playbook. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, remember what I said. We were not a very good football team. Uh, you know. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna get on those receivers because I I didn't like none of them. To be honest with you. you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, like, for example, uh, people would not – I'm going to tell you all the truth. A guy like Tony Burks came from came to Mississippi State as a highly recruited JUCO guy. Did he not? Correct. Yes. Yes. Okay. If you notice, that first year he did not do anything, correct, as far as live up to the hype, correct? No. Right. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you that now that next year he came back and had a pretty good year, correct? Mm-hmm. You know yeah. why? You know why? I'm going to tell you why. And, and people are calling me out on this, but they're not because this is the truth. Me and Andrew Powell and some rest of the uh, some defense linemen, we roughed him up, we dogged him out, and told him, hey, look, if you're supposed to be this good, you need to be this good. Anyway, we thought Tony was soft. We really did. We thought it was soft. Uh, but anyway, we kind of took him on our wing and we roughed him up a little bit, gave him a little edge about himself, and he went and played his butt off. Now, I'm going to take credit for that. I really am. Me and some other defense <laughs> Uh, but you know, he, you know, people people may have a, a different point of view, but I can tell you this: we did not cut that sucker no slack because he came in with all this hype. And I'm like, hey, we ain't seeing it. What's up? <laughs> we ain't seeing well, it. Maybe we needed that. Um, this year, <laughs> yeah, when uh, Sir Drop a lot, retirement and do that. <laughs> Sir Drop a lot. Who, who but, was he? But look, let me tell let me tell y'all this: a uh, story about uh, Anthony Dixon's booby, whatever y'all want to call him. Booby came in with a lot of hype. 
and he talked so much trash. We knew the kid was going to be good, but I can promise you this. We dogged him out every chance we got because we knew he had it in him, and he was going to be a good football player. But the problem was he played on a soft offense. His offense linemen, they were soft. So, therefore, we had to toughen him up. And tell him, I mean, this is what we did. This Because this is what we did in our room. We we called ourselves tough guys. You know what I mean? We didn't take no crap. So, we tried to, uh, you know, rub that off on some of the offensive players. You know what I mean? And uh, we believe he came and he turned into a pretty good player because we, did, we didn't show that sucker no love. Because we knew he was going to be good, but we couldn't let him settle for the mediocrity that they had on offense. Man, that, that's not leadership, though. Like, like seriously, um, if, if you know, just being a coach now, I see it all the time. You know, we, we try to tell the kids how to lead everything. And all they say, all they do is, like, come on, man. Come on, man. I'm like, dude, that's not leading. Come in, let me show you what it is to be a leader. And sometimes you can't teach it. Like, it's, it's in some people. It's some people to be a leader. Like you said, y'all came together, um, took it upon yourselves to grab these guys and be like, look, this is what you need to be doing. But instead of just fussing at somebody, because, you know, you'll see that on probably on every level. You think, yeah. you know, being a leader is just fussing at somebody. That's not always the case. Sometimes you got to get in there and get dirty with them. Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, especially we didn't like offense because the coach was the offensive coach. Yeah. And they was the weak link. And so, therefore, uh, you you know, every chance we got, we tried to dog him out or, or, or whatnot. And when I say dog him out, uh, you know, just toughen him up a little bit outside of practice and things and whatnot. Uh, just because, you know, we, we, we felt like they were the winkly. That's what we felt like, you know what I mean? And I, I'm going to fast forward a little bit, guys, if y'all don't mind. Okay. Don't throw my question out there. So, uh, you can t I'm watching um, high school football. Was that you? Yeah. <laughs> On the field, I'm watching high school football championships on TV. Was that you out there? Officiating. Yes. Yes. Dude, I was. I tried to hit your inbox and everything. I said, I'm telling y'all. That's. I said, I know this dude, and I think that's their one out there. But like I said, I was seeing you. I wasn't at the game. I was watching it on my computer, and I said, man, I promise they look like their one. Is that like something you're trying to uh, pursue? Man. Uh... As y'all know, I'm a football guy. I tried to coaching. I coached high school. I coached junior college football. Coaching is not for me. And uh, one reason it's not for me, uh, because I had a coach tell me when I first got in, he said, you're coaching these kids like you're coaching yourself. They're not going to be as dedicated, and they're not going to be a student of the game like you. So I was having a hard time my first year at junior college coaching. I was a rah-rah guy. I was expecting them to, you know, work hard and do all these things, but it, it wasn't translating to them because I, I had a hard time. I was like, dude, nobody like losing. I've been on that side and trying to give back some knowledge to the kids. So coaching one for me, and I let them talk me into officiating. And at, at first year, I did it just because, and then I started liking it. I'm going on year six, I believe. Um, you know, I, I've been on the high school level. I did some uh, some college stuff, and I've been through some uh, NFL officiating camps. Uh, mm -hmm. The only thing I don't I don't want to pursue is uh, I don't really want to pursue it on the college level because I don't want to be as dedicated to it. Because as you know, they were real a rough ass when they get the call wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't want to be as dedicated to it because it's serious business. You know what I mean. Uh, I, and plus, it's during the fall. I like to hunt, and so I don't want to be as dedicated to it far as uh, uh, far as taking it up to another level. But uh, yes, that was me. 
and uh, Knox be sure to win the ball game. <laughs> All right. So kind of speaking to that, that post-career uh, transition, you played a couple years in the league. So since Kendrick, I guess you fast forward a little bit, so we kind of stick with that. Talk about like, that transition from playing in the NFL, essentially being a ball player your whole life. I don't know if you played peewee or anything like that. But going from that to – I guess as you, I, I think you told me once you had to get a job. So how did that transition going from being an a athlete your whole life to now you happen to just be a regular, I don't want to say regular, but lead back in just regular workforce? Man, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people uh, envy football players in ways. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people wish they could have did this and that. But I'm gonna tell you, man, that's a blessing and a curse uh, to, to 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 play on the levels that I played on. Because the blessing is, yeah, you you get education, you play on the highest level, and things of that nature, and you get a little notoriety and things and whatnot. But the curse part is, man, you're not prepared for the real world when you get done. As in, hey, do 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 I know how to? make a resume? Do I know how to go in for a job interview? I never had to do those type of things because when you go to miss when you go you go to play college football in a division one program, you know, you got tutors, you got a uh you got an academic advisor, got your books in a box waiting on you. You don't have to fill out no paperwork, no nothing. And now you have to learn how to adapt and <laughs> doing shit people have been doing all their lives. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and so, but for me, uh, you know, I come from a good family, man. Uh, I come from a, a hard working family. Uh, so for me, uh, working hard and, and uh, starting from ground zero, uh, and, I, and I didn't start from ground zero, the NFL and college gave me a, a good head start. But what I'm saying is, man, it can be tough on guys. But for me, uh, I was very blessed to, to, to never, uh, you know, do no crazy stuff, didn't have no bad habits, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, therefore, uh, it was an easy transition for me far as just me adapting to the uh, real world or whatnot. Uh, you know, right now I'm living my best life. I mean, I'm married, I got kids, and, uh, and, and you know, that is the, uh, you know, you know the joy of my life right now. That's, uh, I, that's better than my playing career uh, is raising a family, man. And uh, I got all girls, and uh, I wanted a boy. I thought I wanted a boy. But uh, from me, refer- uh, from me being official, I don't want to be that dad in the stands, um, coaching his kid, or if my kid ain't living up to the hype. Like I, I, I like being on suicide watch. So I'm glad I got girls. And uh, as y'all know, I follow the women's team a lot just because I got girls. And I'll hopefully one day they'll play sports. But uh, that's something I'm not forcing on them or whatnot. But I want, to, I want them to see them let uh, see them. Uh, let them see women doing something productive as in athletic-wise anyway. <laughs> yeah, you got some? I know Arthur got some. I mean, I mean, I know you got some. I don't know why you being so quiet. You the reason I get on Facebook every day. <laughs> you know what? I really don't have too much to say. The only thing I was going to ask you about was, uh, well, I was thinking about, well, number one, I saw you at the Ole Miss game and, Mm. Wow, that is a really nice arena. You know, Mississippi State needs one like it. All right, that's that's the first thing. Second thing I wanted to ask you about is what you be hunting. I hunt everything, man. Uh, everything, uh, small game. I mean, rabbit, deer, squirrel, everything, man. What I, about hog? Is you? I hunt hogs too. I do it all. Uh, this is this is something also people can't never say about me. I never, I never, never changed it up 
I was a country boy from day one. Going to Mississippi, <laughs> I'm a country boy now. I had never acted like I was more than anybody else. Y'all ain't never seen me stunned or whatever you want to call it. I ain't never been that type of guy. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, I was, you know, because I always said I like, because uh, I posted one time about how um, I was like, man, I didn't know that Dale Warren was the highest, um, you know, the recruit that we had at Mississippi State. And somebody was like, you know, oh, my God, are you trying to be shady towards him? I'm like, no, I'm like, Dale Warren has never been anything other than polite to me. Why would I even do that? And. I've always considered you be one of the best defensive linemen that we had because I feel as though that your junior and senior year, you was just freaking lights out, and I had no idea why you didn't draft it. But, you know, whatever. That's neither here nor there. Um, well, see, and, and that's another thing, man, that, that the coming I don't see. You you know, I'm going to talk a little, little scheme-wise right now. Man, you know, you got a three technique and you got a nose guard. The three technique is the guy that's supposed to make all the plays. Great. You know? He get a two-way guy. He's supposed to be your more athletic guy. I was a three technique for those last two years somewhat, and then we start playing a flip-flop or we start kicking the front. You know what I mean? When you play a flip-flop, the three always go to the strong side or the call side. So if I was supposed to be the most so-called better player or the most athletic or the, the that dude, because that's what the three technique is supposed to be, but all of a sudden you go to the nose guard, that means you the guy that keep them all Quinn Covington and all that type of stuff. Well, oh, other guys do that type of stuff, you know. But anyway, uh, you know, like my senior year, I led the league in tackles for a loss until I hurt my knee. You know, I had to get a meniscus. I sat out a game. I should have sat out, sat out more games than that, uh, you know. But I, I, like we played all of them that year. You know, I, I, I think I had like five and a half tackles for a loss, and you know that was the great Auburn or whatnot. I was on pace to have a pretty good year. But at the end of the day, all things work for all things work for the good, and everything happened for a reason. Uh, and that's why, I, you know, when we first started out with that question about me being a high recruit, uh, some people may label me as a bus, but you know, I can make an excuse. I can say I come off a, a, a difficult surgery, a heart surgery. I was looking to be playing ball or whatnot. At the end of the day, man, you know, in my eyes, I was a, I, I had a successful career because mm-hmm. I, played, I, I played to my ability. I played my butt off. You know, here's the thing, though. I, I would say this. I mean, just speaking of Tom, a guy that's uh, five six, and that had dreams of playing, you know, football in college and everything like that. You know, or even going. I played college baseball, but even playing baseball at another level. But the thing about it, you got a lot of people that dream of even trying out for college, mm-hmm. and you dressed up and played on Sundays. So mm-hmm. it's no way. Anybody can say Dale Warren Robinson was a bust, man. I just, hey, man, great career. We appreciate you. Yeah. Mississippi State Bulldogs, we appreciate you, man. I, w- I would never say he was a bust because, I mean, like you said at the beginning, stars, I mean, stars, I, I think they mean something, but they don't mean everything. Mm-hmm. They mean something, but they don't mean everything. But, you know, that's high school, you know, you know, so, but it's just telling you, you know, where you, what kind of way you are. But like you said, man, you went through so much adversity, adversity with, you know, health-wise. It's a it's it's an amazing story. You played in the NFL, man. Who how how in the world are you a bust? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I just I I personally I, I don't I don't I don't I don't subscribe to that. Well, you can and I us to the people who call you a bust and let us show them. Nah, he wasn't no bust because the only bust and you you might have been associated with was busting people head on that football field. Well, <laughs> and I. And I you know, I'll say this, say. too. Like, if you look at this number as compared to some of our other highly rated D-tackles, we had Chris Jones, Fletcher Cox. 
Look at those guys' college numbers. They weren't. I mean, Fletcher Cox got hot by five games, but if you look at their college numbers, they weren't, mm-hmm. you know, nothing. To, I don't think either. I think Fletcher might have been all SEC one year, but neither one of them was dominant in that way. So if you're comparing college careers, you know, it's fairly comfortable. I'll say that much. But, you know, and we talking about that, you got you guys all got, also got to realize this. Uh, those guys played in, at a stretch with Mississippi State, uh, was playing some of the best football ever. Mm-hmm. And, That's and correct. We can't even say it. You know, now uh, with the social media and the marketing going on, Mississippi State jumping on those guys' bandwagon. You know, they jumping on their coattail to try to recruit the things and whatnot. So you, but how, when McPhee was in school, they did not pull McPhee. They did not push McPhee. And had McPhee going on year 10 or something in the National Football League. Oh. But now all of a sudden they want to put McPhee on their graphics. Because he's been that he's been he's been he's been a, 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 a he's been in the league for those many years and been playing high, but you know when McPhee came in he came in with a lot of baggage, dreads and all that or whatnot. Mm. Why they didn't have him on the poster then? Why they didn't have him? You know what I mean? Things of that nature. But now you know, that's another story. That's another another topic or whatnot. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you know, these guys leave there. And and they want to put them on graphics and things and whatnot. So you telling me when we when 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 Banks and and Slay was in school, yeah, nobody knew who Slay was. Everybody yeah, don't don't get me started on that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But so but now all of a sudden Slay on every graphic, and that's no knock against Banks. But at the end of the day, those guys are football players. You know what I mean? And so that's what all that star stuff come in. That's why it don't really matter. You know what I mean? It, it's. I mean, if somebody had a chance to work a little bit on that side, and I know how it can be. I done seen guys who really weren't that good. And I think I remember when I first came out here to Texas, and there was a kid at a camp, and I went and looked up his star rating, and he was like a five. So I was like, mm. I was like, I don't know about that. Like this, he was like five, five, 150 pounds. I was like, how is he five stars? Like, that don't logically make sense. I know size ain't everything. But just from what I saw, I don't see. But I saw he was all buddy, buddy, but went on the scouting guys, one of the – top guy. So, I mean, that's just what it is sometimes. It's about relationships. But um, I get what you're saying when it comes to that because even myself, I kind of hated how – and I actually told some of my friends who played at State, I told them, like, hey, Slay going to go before Banks in the draft. And, of course, everybody's like, oh, that's crazy. I'm like, he going to go before him in the draft because even though he didn't start that previous year, you can see his ability level. Mm-hmm. And he did. And, obviously, we see what he's doing in the league now, even though Matt Patricia doesn't think he's elite. But, sure. Matt gonna be looking for a job come next year. <laughs> right. And he ain't never gonna be no elite coach in the NFL. Like, how you gonna down your starting all pro cornerback? This don't make sense. Because he don't realize he's not Bill Belichick. That's why. On that level, it's all business also. You you and, and that's just like what's happening with the Texans right now. They tra- they trade away guys that they mm-hmm. can't control. You know what I mean? Uh, but you got to think about when a player make more money than the coach, you know what I mean. The player got the juice, so they got to get rid of get rid of the bad apples or whatnot, guys. They can't control in the locker room or whatnot because that bleed off on the other players. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And that's so say what happened when Chrome first get there. there a lot of guys have a lot of influence over other guys, so you got to find a way to get that guy out of there. Maybe not every four star though. <laughs> None of us have – you brought up the um, NFL. None of us – well, I haven't been in an NFL locker room. I know none of us has ever suited up, you know, in the NFL. How was that experience? 
Uh, once again, it was a blessing and a curse. Uh, the blessing is, hey, you made it to the National Football League. The blessing is you playing on Sundays. I like to tell people, hey, I did what a lot of people couldn't do. I ran out of smoke. Uh, but you know, man, I don't like to talk about my NFL career because it was it was it was miserable. It was horrible. Uh, one because I was an undrafted free agent and I had to come in uh, coming from being a four-year starter and now you're at the bottom of the barrel. That was my issue. Your your issue is they treat you like shit. You know what I mean? That's fine. Uh, you know, it's nothing wrong with getting out the mood. You know what I mean? There ain't nothing wrong with grinding. But that's a business level. I came in with defense linemen. I love him to death. That's my boy. I'm Obia Koi, top 10 pick. He top 10 pick. I'm on draft for agent. But at the end of the day, I'm playing better than him. But they can't, they got to justify why an undrafted guy is playing better than a $10 million sign bonus guy. So there's nothing I could do or no, I could play my lights out. Ain't no way I'm going to get to play in time or whatnot. But so, wow. uh, so talking about the NFL playing career, man, I, I, I don't like to talk about it. You know, because, man, one of, I, I, I tell the story sometimes. I don't like to really talk about it. But, man, I was playing some good football in 08. And, uh, man, they came and said, hey, look now, y'all football guys, y'all claim to be football guys, okay? So I'm going to put, you, put you not, your knowledge to the test. We playing, we playing the coach, right? Pay Manning when he on top of his game. So what they like to do? Throw the football, right? Oh. All right, coach, here you go. We'll put you on the spot. You bring five DBs in the game. What you call that package? You don't have to give me the correct name, but just a regular what? Five Nickel. Nickel. That's, Nickel. that's That's universal. That's peewee football, right? So coach defense coordinator come in. He said, hey, look. We're going to play these guys in big nickel the whole game. I'm like, shit, bet. I'm like, okay, that mean defense linemen, that mean they, we probably going to get no snap. They're going to bring in what? More DBs, bring a DB in for a linebacker, and they'll probably put a linebacker on defensive line, maybe. I don't know. Because they we, we, we're playing nickel the whole game, right? right? So this was the catch. I was the big nickel guy. I'm like, so, you know. Fuck you mean, coach? That's regular football. <laughs> but they now this is why I don't like talking about it. So they they was gonna bench a Moby, the first round pick, okay. put me in for nickel. You don't you don't sub a defensive lineman for nickel. You know what I mean? Yeah, on third down, you bring in your your edge rushes or whatnot. So what I'm saying is, once again, uh, that's the business side of the league. So they couldn't tell the first round draft pick they gonna bench him. So they gonna start me the undrafted guy. And for big nickel, man. Any coach in America knows that's not big nickel. That's nickel personnel, period. But the business side of it, hey, we're gonna play big nickel. Yeah, we're gonna so replace you, like, but we're gonna do it where it's gonna, I guess, appease your ego a little bit. Well, they, they couldn't tell me I was playing lights out. They couldn't reward me. They, they they can't tell me that because they can't hurt that guy. Feelings or the GM can't. Get, the GM can't. He, what are you gonna say? Oh, the undrafted guy playing better than them. First round draft. You would think. So that went on for three weeks in a row, man. I played lights out, playing well, starting. We ran big nickel three weeks in a row. And this is how, <laughs> and now listen, now listen to this. Now this hurt my little feelings. This hurt my little feelings. The defense line coach came and told me that fourth week. He said, hey, look, a Moby ready to get his spot back. I said, okay. Shit, coach, I'm just happy to be here. He, that's how he broke the news to me. He said, ready to get his spot back. Ready to get his spot back. I mean, his agent called. <laughs> but you know, like say though, guys. That I mean, so, so that so a lot of guys may have a lot of different experiences and whatnot. 
But that ain't a good feeling that you know you're playing well and they can't give you the kudos. You know, you go home doing training camp, don't know you're going to be there or not. That ain't a good feeling. You know, but guys like Chris Jones right now, Fletcher Cox, I'm happy for those guys because they're they Mississippians. And guess what? And, man, they ain't got to worry about that crap. You know what I mean? Right. Here's the thing, though. You would think that with you with you being in the NFL, the, the goal is to win football games. You yes. know what I'm saying? If you were out playing the higher you guy, man, trade him. Play the guy that's that's saving us money and that's actually playing better. I mean, that's that stuff you see where you have a five-star player and he gets beat up by a walk-on. I mean, well, well, that's why Bill Belichick is the best football coach ever. They say, right? Mm. You don't notice they don't never sign their guys to big uh, long-term. No, they don't. I mean, and uh, for whatever reason, it's been working. Is that the, is that the blueprint? Maybe, maybe not, or whatnot. Mm. But he don't give a shit who you is. Right. And, uh, he did. He did. Tom Brady. He, he got rid of Jamie Collins. <laughs> you know, uh, I know. Uh, Collins is one. He just told Tom Brady he can kick rocks. So I mean, I think that's Tom Brady forty-three man. Jamie Collins was in his prime, bro. But but Tom you know, Brady, Tom I'm, Brady, like this. If, if I'm not mistaken, now Collins is back in New England, correct? Yeah. yeah. But you oh, see, he went back. They, they didn't give him the money though, now did they? Mm-hmm. They getting him on a louder deal. But anyway, that's another topic. Once, once it was time, once, every time a, a guy is rising up, and then they come, hey, where that money? At? They say it's over there somewhere else. He's yeah. not here. And then they'll pull somebody else in. Yeah, he's doing that. That's the thing about the Patriots scheme, though. It is based off the scheme. They got to have a couple of houses that they always have. But at the same time, like, it's about having players that smart and can do your system. That's how you keep winning. But when you base everything that's off just how much talent you have, you're not going to win. Now, they met this the best, but, I mean, they win. with You can't really argue with it other than deflate gate and Using cameras. And, hey, look. But let me let me change the subject since y'all been asking all the questions. I need to I need to replay a uh, role reversal. Uh, my my man Arthur up here. So Arthur, please tell me why are you so hard uh, on the Mississippi State uh, athletes? I just want to know. <laughs> I mean, do do but see, listen. Are we really? Let, I'm being honest. Okay, are, are we really demanding? And are we at that level now that we expect? For Mississippi State to be great uh, or uh, competitive at, the, at, at this stage in, in every sport, because y'all don't cut them no slack. I'm just asking from a former athlete point of view, and I'm not saying I wrong. I don't I'm think just, that I'm just, just so hard on athletes. What, what, let me let me ask this: What athlete in particular do you think that I'm hard on? Well, well, I'm not getting into all that. I just want to kind of know the reasoning or the thinking or whatnot. You know what I mean? I'm just – Yeah, that's the wrong person. Why you hard on this? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't think that yeah, I'm the wrong hard person. on the one way or the other. Yes, I've been asked before. I've been asked. Wedding's been asked. So I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't have people I mean, charge me up at weddings. I'm gonna go, I was going around the board, you know what I mean? But I'm, <laughs> now, I'm gonna now, if you, if you want to be specific, it's only like a couple of athletes that I'm hard on. One of them cousin is on this podcast right now. Now, you know what I'm saying? With that one, I didn't, you know, went into that a million times. I feel as though that she was, you know, good for 40 points against Southeast Louisiana State University. But if we were playing against South Carolina, you know, at the end of the game, you know, when you think about things like that Final Four run that we had, you know, mm-hmm. you think about stuff like itty-bitty having 40 points against Bailey. You think about itty-bitty and the shot over – um over UConn, you think about the next year with uh, Ro Johnson and her shot against somebody that sent us somewhere. So, you, so, so you know, basically what you're saying is kind of faded away in the big lights, right? It, right. It, it, it's time. But, but, you know, I, I'll say one thing about this. 
you don't think that other locker room saying, hey, look, in the back and beat us, but that player ain't going to beat us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, nah. And look who's shaking their head. Nah, we just talked about that last week by Colin Hill. You know? <laughs> I, su- I suspect. I mean, my thing with her was that it, there was like a lot of that volume shooting type of stuff going on. And don't get me wrong. I will never be the person to say that she was just horrible at anything like that. But at the same time, I, it's it's one of those things where with me being a teacher, one of my things is that sometimes I look at my students and I'm looking at them and I'm like, well, you're good, but you can be so much more. Right. Uh, now, she doesn't have very much in the way of criticism for me that last year when they moved her to power forward, because due to the fact that she was just in a different spot on the court, she couldn't take as many of those um, high volume shots. And so she had to be a little bit more selective. Now, let's see, is there anybody else? Wes Ray from the baseball team played like he was a slap hitter in softball, but he was like six foot seven and 400 pounds. And I'm like, why are you? Wes Ray, I feel some bro. You can't be talking about Wes Ray now. I'm like, why why were you laying down bunts? Like, what are you doing? IJ Reddy Reddy was trash. And I don't think anybody can dispute that. Um, and I've always said that I will never forgive Coach Kroom. I felt as though that Coach Kroom had Quinn Culverson playing out of position. But that's neither here nor there. What, what should have been playing? You know, I yeah, always he, felt as though that he was a, a safety. But uh, Quinn Culverson gained too much weight, though. He was you know, a team. Quinn Culverson, you forgot we always on the same cap. That dude had bigger I mean, cap muscles than You got to realize Quinn Culverson came in as a cornerback, bro. Wait, wait, you saying he, you saying he won a, a linebacker? This, this was just basically what you're saying, though, right? I did. I think that he was a safety, but that's that's me. You know, y'all know more about football than I do. But, yeah, I'm gonna know. just say I'm gonna just say this: they moved him from the back end for a reason. <laughs> well, I thought it was strange, hey. even when he first came in, how they had him at corners. I used to walk by him on campus. I'm like, that dude was really. Remember this? Remember this? When you recruited kid, he played corner in high school. When you recruit him as a corner, you got to let him play corner because. He gonna tell the next five star guy, "Hey man, they moved me, yada yada yada." So they got to get a kid every opportunity. I was just trying to figure out why Cole was so committed to playing it because I mean that was one. I mean I guess God had that confidence, but you can't. Well, you can't tell kids what he ain't because if a kid played quarterback his whole life, then you tell you can tell Omar he want a quarterback, and then you move the receiver. See what I'm saying? Yeah, that was that was a tough one. I mean, I, I believe was, Omar I was, was so shocked. I, 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 I was mad. I Omar was just playing, and I don't don't. I, I always get perturbed by the Omar thing. So. I think if he were in the square system, he would have been hey, I'm okay. Gonna go, I'm, I'm going to go back to this uh, Coverston deal and we move on. You remember, though, he broke his leg his freshman year. Mm-hmm. All right. After he's broke his leg, you got to think about it. Uh, foot speed ain't going to be there, uh, you know, and uh, things of that nature. So that, that's when he got on the move from corner to safety and things and whatnot. And then Cubbin have a very good work ethic, so he put on the weight, and that's for therefore that's why they got that's why he got moved in the box. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, what was that like? Even I don't want to just super backtrack, but like I remember it was one week they made a big transition where they moved Cub the linebacker. I guess he was playing on the outside at that time. Him, Gabe, um, I don't even remember who they ended up playing in the middle. They made a big shift that one week and just moved everybody around. What was up with that? Why they decided to make that big shift mid-season? I think that was before the Florida game, matter of fact. I'm going to tell you something, man. Uh, and y'all know this, man. Kids run it. Some kids built for this when, uh, you know, for me, uh, they were saying, hey, look, man, we're going to move you. Or, 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 you know, hey, we're going to play this guy in front of you. I said, okay, bet. 
I could have cried or whined about it or go to his office every day, coach, why, why this? I said, okay, if, I'm, if you're going to cut my reps at defensive end, shit, move me inside. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when I moved inside, I started for the taking. I didn't cry about it because, you know, Mike Hurd had started getting a little more playing time and whatnot. That's my guy. I love him to death. You got Titus Brown on the scene. And I was a defensive end, remember? I'm like, damn, y'all recruiting them. Move me inside. So I went in and took what I wanted inside. So I just – I was a competitor. So move me inside. I'm going to make it work. Now, going back to that linebacker deal, uh, I shoot, I'm going to shoot you straight, man. There was a lot of crybabies in there, man. So, you know, you recruit guys and you tell them they're going to play, and there you go. You know, some of the guys shouldn't have been on the field. Well, Dale Juan, let me, let me ask you about uh, somebody. You know, because I'm from Greenville, Mississippi, right? Oh, Lord. And you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned my guy when you first started out. Like, do you still have any type of relationship with him? I do not. I do I, not. I will say this. Mississippi State was not the place for him. And eventually he transferred or whatnot. And I'll, and I'll say this. If I had half the talent that he had, man, y'all probably wouldn't be talking to y'all right now because I'd still be in the league right now. You know, probably I'm on vacation somewhere core team. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you because, uh, you know, he was on the line with Quinn Rose, who did make it to the league. Mm-hmm. And watching him in high school, I was always like, I think Deverick's better. Like, I don't understand why everybody want Quinn so much as they want um, – so much as that – I don't want – I understand why they want Quinn more than they want him. Because when you went to the game, that's like all you heard, Deverick Hampton on the play, Deverick Hampton on the play, Deverick Hampton on the play. And, you know, mental, that's a guy I mental, knew him mental, since. Mental, mental. The game is more than physical, though. It's a mental game. Once again, you asked the question about where it prospered. Man, Will had no business playing in, in, uh, in, uh, in some of the roles that he was playing, but he knew what to do. See what I'm saying? Now, your boy Hemp, hey, what you got? We don't we don't put in five installs today. You know what I mean? Tomorrow we're gonna put in five more installs. You know what I mean? <laughs> you still you still on that first one? <laughs> and, and, and look, coach, you know. If, if, if you don't, you can't trust them. You can't play them. I can't, I can't trust you. Come on, sit over here with me. Yeah. Well, I guess there's a reason. Like I guess uh, I used to. Uh, some of my friends that played with State used to always say they go JUCO for a reason. So you got like guys that be those JUCO guys come in, don't be the sharpest. Well, that's 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 not uh, that's not all the way true because yeah, they say that I coached JUCO and they they gave me that coach. You here for a reason. I'm like, okay, what's the reason though? Mm-hmm. Some of them couldn't have had the grades, and some of them weren't good enough to play on that level. But also this, though, once again, going back to the Omar situation, do what the kid can do. Mm-hmm. Do what the kid can do. Are they, are they doing what the kids can do? You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, therefore, uh, man, Hemp, Hemp should have played on Sundays in my mind. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't in the game mentally, though. That's my opinion. Maybe he, he may call me a lie. He may want to fight me over there. <laughs> Uh, but that's why that's why you know that's why a lot of guys uh, you know to be successful athlete man you got to be a student of the game also though you know what I mean it's a lot of, it's a lot of distractions on the college campus man <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well let me just say that I'm I'm not overly surprised I met Hemp when um he was in the fourth grade well I was in the fourth grade and he was in the fifth but you know. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. Um, shout out to my gato and also rest in peace to Quinn Rose. So um, I'm going to hand it back to Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, uh, so I guess we kind of get 12 more to the end. It was good to talk football with you. I think it's kind of enlightened people to some of the things that really go on. 
understand, like, y'all don't want to go back and start bashing guys about what happened when y'all played. Or you gave us some pretty good info. And just kind of update everybody, like, just what you up to now. Uh, I guess we talked a little bit about that post-football transition about what you up to now. Man, I'm a real simple guy, man. Uh, I, I do parks and recs for a living. Uh, man, I uh, try my best to be a good dad and a good husband. I don't know if I'm a good husband, but I'm a good dad for sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, man, uh, I love my kids. And, man, I'm a simple guy, man. Uh, believe it or not, I, I officiate football. But, man, I'm not a football guy far as a student of the game anymore. Like, I'm not going to say, hey, look, I got to get home. I got to turn the game on. It's NFL or college. Like, I can give – I can give. I, I really don't give a shit, to be honest with you, about football as far as me watching it. I keep up with it. But you're not going to be – you're not going to see me like, damn, uh, get all analysis of the game and all that. Uh, I don't play uh, what they call it, uh, those fantasy leagues and all that. I don't do none of that. Because uh, for me, the game has took so much from me. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't give a shit about football as far as watching and things and whatnot. I keep up with it. Uh, but, man, I'm just a simple guy, man. Uh, me and my wife, we stay in the country. Man, we got we got, we got got about 10 acres, man. We just – we country folks. And uh, I just, I'm just a simple life, man. You know 10 man? acres, man. How you pull that off, What's man? What's simple about that? You're real estate agent. <laughs> Just, what I'm saying, man, I'm just a simple guy. You know what I mean? Just joking. We got you, man. Just, you know, uh, but man, uh, y'all tough on these folks, man. I, I, I just, I really get on Facebook to see the entertainment, especially from my guy Arthur. And then, and then, oh my goodness, y'all leave them other folks alone with them other groups. <laughs> I told you, man. I'm trying to figure out how. I'm trying to figure out how I'm the one who's hard on athletes. I'm like, I would have thought you had that conversation with Jeremiah. You get everybody riled up. You know what I mean? How do I? I barely say anything in the group. I barely say anything. I'm putting it this way. You will never, you won't see me publicly, no, outside of the groups. You won't see me talk about these athletes. Um, I do it in there, especially in our our group. Um, I, I I do it in there because I feel like it's safe. I mean, for the most part, it has been safe. So we can just kind of – it's just kind of getting our frustrations and stuff like that. Um, you asked about do we feel like they post be at a certain level. Mm-hmm. I am – I'm, I'm one of those – you know, I'm one of those hype guys. I, I ain't going to lie. Like, if because everybody knows who my guy is on basketball. You know, everybody – he's a – Reggie Perry? Huh? Reggie Perry? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I'm talking to him about Reggie Perry or J- Jeremiah about Callan Hill. Hey, but look. Or Tyler Russell. What's the deal with Callan Hill? Oh, we might have to say that. Is it are you saying he's the best thing since sliced bread or not? No, 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 no. They're saying because I'm hard on Colin, because I'm actually from Columbus. Or I say they just kind of a prima donna. I don't like his social media behavior. I think he's a little extra. He a little football player. I him the next um, Bumpus. He, no, I didn't say he's he, the next Bumpus. Like, you say I'm he's like Bumpus. I'm is, not going to do that to him. He's not even top ten. He's said it numerous times, Jeremiah. He's not in the top ten conversation of running back technician today. Boom. But that's not what we're talking about, though, Del One. The young man is talented, you know, but he, <laughs> Jeremiah has said he hasn't shown up in big games, you he know, that he hasn't shown up in big games. Like this past year, I don't, you know, I, I, t- I tend to agree with that. 
But no one yes, saw the Drew game this year, though. <laughs> I mean, we played with well, him. All I'm going to say is this. Uh, don't be showing me highlights of you jumping over Southern Miss or you running through Louisiana or State or wherever they played their first game. Louisiana Lafayette. I don't want to see that. You show me, you put them numbers up against LSU and uh, and Alabama and Auburn. Then hey, look, maybe that's the conference you play in, though. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, once again, man, I didn't give a shit what I did against Maine, but when we came to play LSU, Auburn, and Bama. All I'm kept saying is, hey, look, I play good against these guys. I got a chance to go to the league. That's who I want. I want the Alabamas. I want the Auburns. I want the LSU. You know what I mean? And when it comes to when it comes to running backs that's on campus now, well, that that was on campus last year. I was a Nick Gibson guy because mm-hmm. um, I feel like Nick Gibson was more of a running back than okay. I'm gonna try to burn everybody around the corner. College still runs like high school. If y'all ever watch it. He's going to get it, and he's trying to get to that edge every time. I'm like, dude, it's not – you got to put that foot in the ground and get up the hit, get uphill, find your, your crease, find a hole or something. And I was more of a Nick Gibson guy. I mean, I just – So, so y'all got all the inside scoops, Arthur. So what happened with the kid from West Point? Why he stopped playing? We were supposed to, we right supposed now, to have like, him on, but coronavirus. He was over in Italy, and so we were about to have him on. And so but they ended up having to travel back. So that's what we're working on right now. That kid was a thousand yards. Also, I'm the I'm the I'm the backup. I was the uh, I was the second fielder. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We got a bunch of interviews lined up. But no, saying, we, we were supposed kid, to have him like last week. That, that, kid, that kid, that kid was a thousand yard rusher, and then come back. Now you telling me Kyle Hill better than him? I don't know about that, brother. Yeah. Now, now that's coaching. That one, I feel like this here. That man did not. That coach, Coach Moorhead, did not know the, did not know how to use. The player that was on his team, he had three studs. He had Eric, he had Nick Gibson, he had Colin. He could have used them all, and he all he didn't. He he, yeah. he wasted Eric's senior year, and he wasted two years of Nick Nick Gibson's career. And I'm a Colin Hill fan now, but still, he could have had. We should have had. Well, all those of us could have had over seven to eight hundred yards rushing because we were a running team. In my personal what? opinion, in my personal opinion, I think. Go ahead, AJ. Okay, so Dale Warren, I think that you might have been on a team with probably the most highly recruited and probably the best running back in Mississippi State history, Robert Elliott. What happened with Man, him? Come on, dude. Uh, <laughs> Actually, he uh, wasn't. Really? I think he wasn't on the team then. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh. Robert Elliott got hurt, though, boy. He didn't get hurt. Stop. <laughs> like, I thought yeah. he was on a team with Robert Elliott. Man, I, my, Elliott I, I came in 07. Man, some people, some people ain't cut out for that life, man. And uh, is this true? I don't. I know you weren't quite on the team that year. I heard a story that Robert Elliott and even Marcus Green, when they first came in, that they didn't know how to take handoffs. I don't know if that got around to you, but uh, someone told me they didn't even know how to take handoffs. That's probably true. I I I never heard that, uh, but that's probably true. Uh, you got to think about it, y'all. Y'all, hey, you asked that Will Prosper question. I can promise you this: he knew his route tree. You know what I mean, and things of that nature. Uh, and you had other guys come in, and you you, you tell them to run around. And they like, uh, 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 can't play him. You know what I mean? I well, so you talk him. about Rob Elliott, though. To be honest, y'all talk about him. You got to think about he's a six, what six two running back and right. played like, one or two way football. Mm-hmm. Tall, you know? was he? Uh, say what? He wasn't that tall, was he? 
It was six. It was over six feet. Yeah, he was in the six foot range. Now the funniest story I heard, they said I think I was talking to one of the other running backs. They said they actually was considering moving Booby to fullback. That was the discussion at first to move Booby to fullback. That's what been the worst thing they ever did. Uh, if you're gonna get a one eight running back, you better be damn the Senzo Miller. All right, <laughs> <laughs> go. Hell, <laughs> yeah, that's now. When you say that you don't think that Kylan top ten, now I will say anytime I look at the Mississippi State highlights from like the nineties. Like, I be mean, like, God damn, like, where can we find some of them dudes? So they like so explosive, especially that JJ Johnson guy. Oh yeah. my God. That's when I became a Mississippi State fan, to be honest, which I still remember my brother came home from Blockbuster or something and said he met JJ Johnson. I'm like, man, who is that? Like, I was a Nebraska fan. <laughs> I'm going to say Blockbuster. Hey, since uh, <laughs> I'm still my favorite, Miller Time, still my favorite running back. Yeah, I mean, I remember when it was him and Dante Walker. And I guess he was around at that time, uh, Kendrick, with them, them guys. So yeah. I know it's people that – my brother-in-law went to school at that time, too. He, he's never been a Dante Walker fan. Yeah. <laughs> it was Rainey, Dante Walker, uh, JG, even though he played fullback. Man, he, were, he was a beast when he had the ball in his hand. And, yeah, I mean – I heard Pig was the beast, too. But, but, but that moved Pig defense back, though. So he, you know, he didn't play. Yeah, he played. I think freshman year, his freshman year, he played a little bit of offense. But after that, they moved in the defense. So because you got real, I miss him. They signed so many, so many dudes who had who were athletes those two years. I mean, I was like, who gonna give them? What they gonna? Um, I played in an uh, NCAA football game. I'm like, well, who I'm gonna hand the ball off to? Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Video game, Egypt. <laughs> okay. All right, back to the original discussion. But so, you know, talking about these this personnel, all these type of players, man, it all go back to the type of coaching you got, the, the relationship they got with the coaches, and the way the kid carry itself. You know what I mean? Because a kid can get labeled right off the bat, and hell, he can be in the doghouse. Mm-hmm. Or you can have that, or you can have that company guy. That, that's going to be, uh, you know, the eyes and ears for the coach. And, you know, he's going to get the playing time over a guy that I don't give a shit. I just, I'm just here for me or whatnot. So all that type of stuff play a factor. And a lot, a lot of times as fans, we don't know what the hell going on. And we just – we and we and we like, why he playing? Why he ain't playing? Speculate. All that type of stuff go on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I inboxed a group that. That was Favor uh, and Lovett uh, committed to Florida State. What? Wow. Yeah. Now they I kid, thought he was going to Ole Miss. That kid, Pete from Olive Branch, I'm from Hernando. Uh, his high school coach, defense line, played at Mississippi State, was a walk-on, Mike Evans. Anyway, so I'm cool with Mike. And I asked Mike, what's the real deal? I ain't going to get into that. But I'll say this. Uh, man, uh, I don't think that news would did it for him, if you know what I mean. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, think, I, I think it was just uh, like – okay, That's what I heard as well. <laughs> And I'm gone. I think that's what I've always thought because I'm like, really? That's why you leaving? You know? I don't. I think that was his way out. Right. Uh, the kid could go on and play on Sundays and play 10, 12 years. Uh, but man, I'm hard on. I'm hard on those defensive linemen. And uh, he he was a solid guy to be a, a red shirt freshman. But you know, it ain't like like damn, he leaving. The, uh, you know, we we missing something big. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. my opinion. But the kid, the kid, the kid started 11 games as a redshirt freshman. So, you know, he's a player, obviously. But uh, I don't think that news was the real deal on that deal. 
you know what I mean? That's just my first. Yeah, I want you to get into the just the controversial part of it. We had a big thing over the, that whole discussion over the news. As a player, how would you have responded to that? Like, how would you want to address the coach after something like that? I I, I can't I can't uh, give you a, I, I can't because I because you don't know what you would do in a situation right. uh, because you know we we thought we were gonna have an uprising when Darren Williams got removed from the team. Mm. When time came, then nobody say shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so uh, therefore, uh, you don't never know till you know situations and whatnot. But this is the thing, though. We'll find this out week one, week two, where they play for him. I don't give a shit what we say about Croom. We're gonna play for him, though. You know what I mean? We was gonna play for him, or you gonna lay down for him. We were sorry, but we never laid down, though. You get what I'm saying? Mm. We played. Right. We played hard. Now. This Moorhead character, they laid down on him. They didn't play for him. Yeah. They, they didn't play for him. Hey, hey, I like this, just consistently, a lot of former players and people like that, they all have pretty much consistently said that they can watch the game and say they can tell they weren't playing for him. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. coming out the tunnel, you can tell the energy just went in there. But uh, they, they didn't play for him. I don't know. I don't know what he did or how he was running his crew or whatnot. But uh, for whatever reason, they didn't. They didn't play for him. Yes, and that's that, that's just I guess unfortunate. So I guess kind of the end. What are you kind of looking for, Mr. State next year? I know you kind of seeing like if I know you say you don't follow as much, like bringing in Leach, us throwing the ball around. Like I said, you experienced what sorry offense looked like. I guess your whole career. And Man, State. Here, if if this is the only thing I've been wanting to see in all the hype, I want to see them son bitches throw the ball forty times a game. Because if that ever happened in maroon and white, I'm gonna be shocked. <laughs> uh, so that's what I'm really looking forward to and see if they really going to throw the ball that much and now you got to remember this if they going to throw the ball that much you better be going you better be throwing some home runs because if not they're going to be some damn three and outs and the defense is going to be on the field so therefore everybody worry about this offense they better worry about this defense because when you run that type of offense you don't eat up the clock so if you ain't eating up the clock Hey, I don't know what you got going for yourself. You your right, and people and people got on Dan Mullen ass because he was he 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 ran the football and he had a running quarterback. But Dan was eating up the clock on folks. So if you can win with Tyler, uh, not Tyler Russell, what's the kid? Other kid, uh, the Chris big Ruff. Kid, Chris Ruff. Man, I'm a Chris Ruff fan. I don't give a shit what nobody say. That kid beat Ole Miss three times. He never lost against Ole Miss. And the kid, and the kid was a winner. And so, if Dan did that with fucking Chris Ruff, what could he do with Omar? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he paid that one eighty and had Cam Newton. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> see, I see. I got a story. I got. I got a real story on that, but I, I can't share that over the airway. <laughs> we we oh, can share wait, that we'll, after. We'll end the episode, and then we can talk about it afterwards. Because because I heard the real scoop, and I, I heard it from a credible source of what the real deal, why we, why we really didn't get Cam. Uh, well, uh, AJ, hey, yeah, let me go ahead. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Hey, hey. All I'm going to say is this. All I'm going to say is this. Auburn really wanted them, bottom line. They really, really wanted them. <laughs> and, you, and you got to remember, I was in uh, I was in Carolina, uh, Cam, Ricky here. And so uh, – and I and I had to I had to do some fact checking, and and it was true. But all I'm gonna say is Auburn really, really, really wanted Cam. <laughs> all right, so uh, <laughs> as we said, um, 
we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode of From the Dog's Mouth, uh, cause I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna start. The, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna stop the recording. I have to hear this. So you know, um, I can't say praise Lord and go dogs because Coach Vic uh abandoned us. But what I will say is, no, what you will. I want the comments on the new lady coach on on uh, on. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I love her. I like the I like the hire. I love the hire. Now somebody told me that she has a slight reputation for being unapproachable. And what did you hear? This like you you hold out on us. With her being a um, ah, you know I come on man, you know I got sources sources. Anyway, <laughs> but so um, I was like, well, strong black coach. I was like, most coaches who are successful are assholes. Gino Oriyama is known that he calls recruits and be like, so are you coming to UConn or not? And if they be like, no, he'd be like, well, have fun getting your ass kicked by us for the next four years. <laughs> then um, <laughs> Coach at Baylor, you can tell that she kind of shady. Pat Summit looked like the type of person who will tell you to go to hell in such a way that you look forward to the trip. And Dawn Staley, like I say, she she kind of reminds me of a woman who hangs out with like the, the guys in a 1990s hood movie or something like that, which, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but she has a very stern look on her face. So I'm what do all of them have in common? They're winners. Okay, what's your opinion over Jeremiah? I love it. I think we need like having a former great as a player. I don't think I can't remember last time Mississippi State had a coach that was a great player in the, at the college level. I mean, especially in a sport like basketball. I think sometimes football seems like that don't always work out when you have a great player as a coach because. I mean, just sounded like some of the stuff even you were saying. You were a guy that was a highly rated guy. So I know you said they coach like you would coach yourself. You were a talented guy. So it was kind of hard to coach guys and do sensible stuff. It's kind of like I remember uh, Magic Johnson was talking about when he became the coach of the Lakers. And um, I read his book about it and everything. He said players that did stupid stuff. And he said they would do things like shoot threes. And they couldn't shoot threes. He was like, why you just don't stop taking threes? This is just simple stuff. Just so, But I think having a player like her, when we got a Rakia Jackson, and a player like that, a great player is going to know how to get the most out of her because she know how they click. So that's what I'm kind of looking forward to. Coach Big, I mean, it is odd when you see some of these great coaches, these five, seven, five, eight guys that ain't probably no more than play high school football and they be great coaches. But it's something different about having somebody that really played the game and understand it. So I think I'm looking forward to seeing that just from a Mississippi State standpoint, having somebody like that as one of our coaches. I'm kind of excited about it. Hopefully it works out where she get us over the hump and we actually beat South Carolina with I guess we got to wait and see. This is Derek here. Uh, I really agree with Jeremiah. I echo everything that Jeremiah said because I saw football, women's basketball is my second favorite sport. So I was ecstatic uh, about this hire. Uh, she checks all the check marks. I mean, she was uh, all ACC, uh, all American, another day, but okay. basketball Hall of Famer. What's that, Jeremiah? Thanks for stealing my analysis for another day. Keep going. <laughs> stealing your analysis. That's literally how I put it the other day. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> I ain't stole nothing from you, homie. <laughs> stealing your analysis. Man, I wish my camera was working. I give you the finger upside there, your head. There, so you can go ahead, Del one. I'm done. Hey, what? Uh, so this is the key, though. Are they going to be patient with her? Ooh, Are the fans okay. going to be patient with her, you mean? Are the fans not be patient with her, Del Juan? <laughs> Supposedly she got a loaded team coming back. She only losing one starter, correct? Now, correct. wait a second. We didn't ask these tough questions to um, 
Mike Leach, so why are we asking? Oh, and, uh, because you know why. And that's my fear for her is because because she's not gonna get the uh she's not gonna get the comfort or she's not gonna get the uh she's not gonna get the leeway of nobody else. They both suck, man. Come on, yeah, like, they, 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 her resume. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute on that crew era. If he don't get if those kids don't get in trouble that spring right. coming off an eight win season, they win another eight, nine games sure. that following year. He lost seven starters in the spring. In the spring. And you telling me you you can't recover from that. Yeah, I, I still remember when that happened. I remember that was my last year on campus. And I remember we were just hanging out at my apartment and I remember they said some cats, some football players were shooting on campus. I was like, man, I hope there's nobody good involved. Oh my exact words. I, I just don't. I, I mean, I hope she. I hope she likes out. I hope she get the best out of them. But I, I don't believe she's going to be afforded afforded the uh, the, the time. Uh, the time. To what you're saying, I think this will be the most. From scratch, literally. Yeah. Yes. Literally started from scratch. Like she's probably literally going to have the most pressure on her. Her of any Mississippi State coach coming in. I know Moorhead had a lot of talent, but. He didn't have this type of talent. He didn't have five stars up and down the roster. This is a national championship squad. Man, he had a number one ranked defense, bro. Huh? He pissed away the number one ranked defense. But it wasn't all around. The offense was trash. So, I mean, you got to look at it like he didn't have the roster compared to what uh, Coach Pinson has. They won last year. We're a national championship program. The football team wasn't that. So, as I told y'all with Moorhead, Moorhead, I think he did not the best job. But at the end of the day, people are upset that Moorhead, we were a middle-of-the-road program before he came, and we were a middle-of-the-road program while he was at State. So I'm trying to figure out what people were so upset about. Now, he jacked up, but it ain't like he fell off to that, that level. That one said it. They laid down. I mean, you can look. I was at, a, I was at the game uh, at the Superdome. Man, it wasn't no – I was expecting the Bulldogs to come out there talk fired up. I mean, I've seen it on TV come out the tunnel mm-hmm. and just whoosh. I mean, I'm getting inboxes from people from uh, people from other games. Like, look how they come out the tunnel. There's no excitement. Dumb boys, like they want to sit, lay down. But I have to do questions before we get out of here. Y'all are there to play sports. You're there to play sports, win, and try to get to the league. Why not just say, you know what, we're gonna play for us and not him. You won't last. You won't. You won't make it because. You, they coming in preaching team, team, team. Name on the jersey, front of the jersey, more important in the back. But you got to think about it. Once again, I told y'all we were not a not a very good football team. So therefore, we go we go back to dorm, we go back to our apartment or whatnot. We got it made up. Man, I'm gonna looking out for me. You know, what I'm saying I'm not gonna play within the scheme. Like say I was talking about that three technique and nose guard type stuff. I don't give a shit about them boys going to get on cup. I gotta go make a play because I'm trying to get my stats. And that equals to fields. That equals to losses. Uh, so, therefore, you can be that type of guy, and, and it may work out for you. But guess what the coach going to do? He going to badmouth you when, uh, when, the, uh, when the scouts come around. Or when the recruits come around. Or the recruits come around. But it's really going to be – the recruits? Well, you don't get – I mean, recruiters. But he going to badmouth you uh, to the scouts or whatnot. He's not a team guy, yada, 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 yada. So you going from having a, a draftable grade to not having uh what free agent grade or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? A coach can make you or break you on the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh getting trying to get in the door. 
uh, hint, hint, talk about Willie Evans. Ain't no way Willie should know. Hell, the man led his uh, SEC in sacks. But I can promise you this. He did not get a good report from Sylvester Croom. I can promise you that. Ooh. Mm. Uh, kind of you touching know? on that, not just not just coaches. Another friend of mine, he talked, said he maybe just take this opportunity to talk to them young athletes, those guys that's going through the process. You know, I hear about, you know, sometimes, of course, the coaches are going to get those reports on you. But another friend of mine, he said he counseled those guys talking about how you should treat your girlfriends, the person, the trainer, the person that's the janitor in the building. Like, kind of speak to maybe some of those younger athletes while we got this opportunity about how you should treat those people. I heard that can really make or break it, too, because they will go talk to them, too. Well, you know, you know, back in the day, yeah, you you are right. They did a lot of research of vetting you far as to how, how you treat the trainers. Uh, the people in the uh, equipment room and all that type of stuff. But nowadays, it's more of a social media type of uh, thing or thing mm-hmm. or whatnot. Uh, you know, if you're going to invest in something, you want to know what you're investing in. So if you're investing in a person, what type of what type of player is he? What, you know, what type of person he is or whatnot. You don't want a turd on your team or whatnot. But we all know this, though. We, they put up with turds when the turd can play, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if he can play, that's the more they can put up with or whatnot. But also, we got to remember we talked about earlier about what type of locker room guy a locker room guy he is. How much influence does this guy have over the locker room? So if that guy got a lot of influence over the locker room, you got to do one of two things: you got to let him do what he do, or you got to get him out of there. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Wow. So, so that's what it's all about. Uh, you know, the guy with the Texans, uh, the receiver, they gave him away. He, he had control of the locker room. The coach is going to lose the locker room. So they had to get rid of him. Mm. You know? Wow. <laughs> for real. And you know, it's people, I live in Houston, so it's some people for real, <laughs> real, real upset over that. Well, that, but, that, uh, that coach won't be there long. So, no, nah, like after that, the fans pretty out on him right now. The GM, so they got to start all the way over. They better hope they can keep D. Watson. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, so do you think that's gonna hurt Colin Hill? I guess since we are talking about that, like his social media behavior, do you think that affected he led the SEC in Russian? He should have been the guy. I, I can't remember the last guy that led the SEC in Russian and didn't go pro. His own field work gonna hurt him, not no damn social media. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not a draftable guy. I I'm just speaking from a football point of view. Uh you, you know what I mean? Uh uh the kid is good, but I'm telling you, man, uh, uh, you know, somebody say you don't show up in big games. I mean, that may be a little true. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey. Well, the nah, whole team didn't show up, but, you know. Well, 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 listen, I can tell you this. Uh, his social media account ain't going to uh, play a factor that. He, 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 he a drama queen. He look, he, he starved for attention on social media. You, you know what I mean? Uh, sometimes, you know, I, I, I like, I want to be one. I want to inbox some of these kids and just be like, hey, man, shut up, play football, go on about your business. You know what I mean? Especially the linebacker there now. What's his name? Uh, uh, Harold Thompson? Name? Yeah. Harold Thompson. Yeah. He's 40, I guess they call him. Yeah, he, he, he read too many, uh, he read too much uh, media hype last year. You come into this this past season or whatnot. The kid didn't look the same. He didn't play the same. You know what I mean? The year before last, he played with a lot of piss and vinegar. And he come back this year, you know, he he worried about what he gonna put on on them uh, on Twitter after the game. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> that, that kid that kid pissed away a lot of money, man. He he uh, he pissed away a lot of money this past year. Yeah, and I guess I ain't gonna lie, I kind of defended him because I felt like he didn't have Willie Gay beside him, and he couldn't really depend on the other guy beside him. We're not gonna now we can get. In- 
the bus there. But uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you could you could talk about the other guy now. He's not a bulldog, right? You can talk about him all you want to. Are you talking about six? No, nah, we no, talking no, no, no. The other guy. That, that one that you couldn't depend on the other guy that wasn't there. Oh, because you know, other one was caught up in two the gate. But what, what, wait, what's up? What's up? With your reaction to six? What, what was your reaction? What, what you? <laughs> the kid, the kid, a player. Yo, yeah, yeah. Willie had, is a player. I'm talking about the other one, the one who was the top Leo Lewis. in the country. Well, they should have cut ties with him after that. After all that, that stuff hit the fan. Did they say another one of your former teammates who I'm friends with uh, had relayed to me before he came that we probably should have expected this? Guy. I'll just say that much. Well, they should have cut ties with that kid. That's just my opinion. He had too, too much going on, huh? Had too much baggage, and uh, he won't he won't work it. That's just my opinion. Right. So mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So hey, I would I would I would I would I would have made him switch positions and uh, forced him out the door. So that's what I would have <laughs> done. <laughs> Oh, so that's it's what they do. Everything, right? Who are the birds? Oh. <laughs> when a position switch happens, if you we wanna, know what's going on. If, you, if, if, if they switch a kid positions, you can guarantee he's going to transfer. That's how they get him out of there. He, Remember, hemp, hemp, they move hemp from D-line to O-line, and he's like, man, nobody got time for that. And, and, and how long was it before hemp got out of there? <laughs> Wasn't long at all. Next thing I knew, they said he was working at a grocery store in Greenville. I shouldn't have said that. But see, uh, but, uh, but listen though, I'm changing the subject totally now. Those Delta kids need to learn how to go to the Mississippi Valley. They need to learn how to go to all corner, whatnot. Oh no, Valley, you stay at the right school first. Still in the Valley. But what I'm saying is, they're not going to get a fair shake at these big Division One schools. Every Nelson should have never came to Mississippi State. What about them Thompson twins? Do you remember them? I mean, I know that's before your time. I know them twins. Uh, you know, well, that's a different. They line, and they probably could have made their way. And they had, and they played or whatnot. But see, when, but you know, they had, they have, they had health issues too, though. Correct me if I'm wrong. Now that, that I don't, I know one of them transferred, and then Big Birch, my frat brother. You know, he transferred from state. Well, you know why he transferred. Oh, 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 oh. oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah. We want to get the real on that. Well, no, no, no. Birch got, he has multiple field issues. Yeah. Birch should have been playing on Sundays. You yeah. know what I mean? He should have been playing on Sundays. And that's the bottom line. He was one of the best offensive linemen. Uh, well, he had the chance to be one of the best offensive linemen come through, uh, come through Mississippi State. Uh, he had off the field issues. He should have been playing on Sundays. That's my opinion. Uh, you know, he wind up going to the Valley. But what I'm saying, though, is those kids go to Mississippi Valley or places like that, they ain't got to worry about competing with other guys that's coming in as so-called four stars and five stars and whatnot. Everybody's go to Valley. He the swag player of the year right off the rip. You know what I mean? Yeah, you go to Valley, you can be four times flat player of the year. You're going to get an opportunity regardless. You know what I mean? That's just my opinion. You got to learn how to do that. You know what I mean? I would say, I think you've uh, let us know on the real. I would say we know the guy who might be the reason why Richard Burst didn't even feel but I'm not <laughs> right. going to get into that. <laughs> Snitcher, we know man. the guy. Snitcher, man. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all take these on these folks on social media, man. But I mean, y'all got to keep me entertained. I don't never comment, but you can best believe I'm watching and listening, though. (laughs) Oh yeah, we do have to have you back on, man. You, this is one of the best interviews ever. I mean, you you told a lot of good stories. This is what this segment is about, you know, getting those. (laughs) Jeremiah, (laughs) you know what, Jeremiah. You know what? I wish I could punch through the screen. I would break your glasses. 
Hey, look, leave, leave, leave the pride of Greenville alone, okay? I'm, I'm not proud from of Greenville. I'm the one from Greenville. <laughs> I'm, I'm from Jackson. Jackson. I'm, I'm talking about Jeremiah. I Jeremiah, from Col- Jeremiah say he from Columbus. Oh, shit. But he went to Caledonia, the Confederates. <laughs> hey, we got a first round of some bump. What you talking about? No comment. <laughs> y- right. Y'all think he was the first rounder? Derek. Sherrod. I'm just, yeah. Y'all think he was the first rounder? Oh. I ain't got no comment. Uh, on, on paper? Well, as far as his draft out. position, he was. He got drafted he, as a first yeah. rounder. He, he, play, he played out of position. He won the, he won offense. He won offensive tackle. He was a guard. But he got hurt, though, right? I'm gonna yeah, stop because I'm familiar with the family, so I'm gonna stop. <laughs> no, I, 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 I love, I love the Rods. But what I'm saying is, the kid played out of position. He was not an offensive tackle. He was an offensive guard. He should have been playing guard. But the thing is, we'll never know his true potential because he had a a, a nasty freak injury. That was and crazy. And then crazy. he never, you know, then the injury it went from an injury to some uh, infection type stuff. Yeah. Whatever, you know what I mean? When I say they had multiple surgeries after that, that was that was very unfortunate. So I remember that game; he actually was playing well, and then he got hurt. Yeah, but one thing about it though, uh, he got he got his pension, and he, he and he got that insurance and all that stuff, so he's good on that, whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, hey. yeah. you know, I said Desmond probably gonna send you an M- Desmond or Derek probably gonna send you an inbox. <laughs> Man, I, don't, I don't see their one well, backing down if they uh, do. Nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> first, this first guy here speaks and speaking his mind, you know. Probably Julian and Rudder, that's why this segment's called from the dog mouth. Did, did, first of all, Dez. Shut up, Jeremiah. I have never been afraid of Dez. He, when he played tight end, I had him fucking terrified of me. We were teammates in, uh, with the Texans, so we, we tight. I never played with his brother. I just gave my opinion on his brother. His brother was a hell of a college player. I just thought they played him out of position, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 Shut it, up, it, Jeremiah. It'll it, take both of them if they want if they want to come to me though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm hyping now. I'm lying, man. <laughs> I'm lying now. This is fun, man. You gotta yeah, come man. back. We need to get Desmond on here one day. That. That's both of them. You get both of them on here, Jeremiah. You said you got Yeah, Jeremy. I got you. I'll, I'll holler at both of them too. They can come on. They can respond to the comments. No, that ain't that bad. I don't think. There's going to be a good interview because, you know, he played tight end and they screwed him around. He played fullback. They mm-hmm. asked him to do a lot of different stuff. Uh, so you know he'll be a good a uh, good interview. Yeah, so I remember cool. when he broke his nose when they moved him to fullback. He was like bumped it. He, he, he had no business playing there. Uh, but what I'm saying, <laughs> he can give you the experiences playing with a stacked tight end room or whatnot, playing with Butler and all them. Yeah, all under underperforming tight ends we had. You know what I mean? <laughs> This I mean, dude is great. <laughs> and he's talking about me being hard on the play. <laughs> I'm throwing, I'm throwing I know you say y'all ain't like the offense. Good Lord. I'm throwing, I'm throwing shots at them, man. Them, them all my guys. I mean, Butler was, Butler was good, though. He was my favorite tight ends. They don't want, like, I guess. <laughs> hey, chill out there, one. Do what? Come on, chill man. Out. Really? 
Chill out. When they threw him the ball, he did catch the bitch. I tell him, he, I can't say that. He did. <laughs> he wasn't going to block nobody, though. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't block nobody. Oh. That's why Dan got a lot of playing time. Dead, 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 dead work. I'm actually amazed that all of them are so cool. I'm like, how did y'all all play the same position and y'all cool with each other after all this? Oh my god! Well, should be playing baseball somewhere. That's the problem. That's probably true too. But they they were cool like that because they all on South Hill. <laughs> no, I'm just you know I'm gonna get them offensive players a hard time though. <laughs> a lot of a lot of truth is said in jest though. <laughs> well, they 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 was pretty good though. No no BS though. They 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 was a good group though. They might be glad I was three hundred pounds. Hell, I could have played tight end. <laughs> but you had a speed yeah. too. I could have, but I, wow. I, was just, I was just an overhyped player that was thankful and you know good enough to play a couple downs. You know, uh, but you know it was all good and all fun though. <laughs> I think well, we might need to end for day one, get him more trouble. Yeah, man. I have half the Chrome Air players uh, email a message. But let me go ahead and say that, um, <laughs> you know, that's why we have this segment called From the Dog's Mouth, so that we can get these <laughs> conversations from players. That's what I've been saying. But Jeremiah, that's what I'm saying. Really, nah, that's why think, he's doing that to be funny. I don't think you're getting it, but okay. <laughs> No, guys. Hey, guys. I enjoyed it, man. I oh, uh, it was awesome. Uh, I actually appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, giving it from a, another point of view. You know, everybody can't be a Brandon Walker, have that type of platform, and a Robbie Falk or whoever they, you know, all these other so-called uh, media guys, or whatnot. I, I applaud y'all for giving a, a different point of view. You know, uh, you know, giving guys like me to uh, share a little bit of whatnot, man. Y'all keep up the good work, man. I appreciate right, you. Well, Thank yeah, you for coming on, man. This, this was probably the most fun from the dog's mouth we've had. So. Exactly. Let me know if y'all trying to get in touch with somebody else and, you know, maybe they can call me out on some things and whatnot. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I got called out at wedding, so I know. The true part sometime, man. Yes. Man, when you getting out on my dogs? I'm like, mm, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I, I want to be I want to be a fly on the wall when he see uh Chad Buffers in real life again. <laughs> on Twitter once we had a Twitter beef once. Nah, I want to see y'all in person. Like Chad Buffers like five ten one ninety. What are you gonna do to me? What that Let's lay no cap. You know what I'm saying? You know I know you. I know you know you. Your last fight you had with your brother. I'm not gonna speak on how that went. The last fight that you had before that was against this dude called right, Bird. We're not gonna get into that. We're not trying to be get into it. Get into it. You, get you into can, it. Any dude we're named not, Bird, not. you could imagine how big he was. This dude was like Ken Height. Stop! 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 <laughs> okay, they, all right. Uh, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. They in the wrong. They in the wrong business. That if they if they can't take uh, the uh, uh, the criticism, they 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 in the wrong business. Or you know, I don't give a shit what y'all say about me. Because at the end of the day, in my eyes, I had a successful career. You, you did. Know I mean? uh, you know, I'm gonna be like, damn, that's fucked up. But at the end of the day, I I, I can care less what y'all. How, you, you go know. retire to your ten acres and hunt the um animals that's there. You go process <laughs> all of them, and you know, there use you social go. distancing. <laughs> there you go. But no, no, serious guys, it, it was fun or what not. Oh, yeah. you know? 
So, uh, man, look, man, I look forward to, uh, you know, listening and, and, uh, and uh, being entertained on uh, social media with you guys. All right. All right. Well, that's the end of our episode for today. Um, like I say, Vic Schaefer gone. So I can't say praise the Lord and go dogs. But what I can say is, uh, hey, bye.